Hello, everyone. From our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio now in the Kansas City area for 27 years. Our show is now syndicated nationally, and I'm looking forward to spending the next hour with you, as I do every week, talking about sports psychology. We talk about attitude, sportsmanship, concentration, motivation, dealing with coaches, dealing with parents. What happens when you lose your confidence on this show? I've been fortunate enough to have worked with athletes at all levels of competition in my 37 years of work as a sports psychologist. I've worked with the Olympic team, professional teams, collegiate teams, high school teams, youth sport teams, club teams, rec teams, competitive teams, you name it. I've worked with pretty much all levels of sport. And I love doing this show every week because we get into the mental side of sports on this show. You know, each week I try to bring up a topic that I think will be of interest that I think we can focus on and really explore. If you are a parent and you have a child, probably they've played some kind of sport. If you are a parent and your child has played some kind of sport, you may have encountered a situation where you've had a coach who didn't play your child, who you didn't like, you didn't get along with, who you had trouble with. So today we're going to talk about this issue. What happens when your child doesn't get to play? They're on a team and they don't get in the game. They don't get to play. We're going to explore that topic. I'm going to take your calls and I'm going to start it off with an email that I got this week from a woman I know out of town about her daughter who plays club volleyball. Her daughter is on a, a competitive team. Her daughter's 15, and I've seen video of her, and she's pretty good. Well, lately, the coach has not played her. They had a couple of tournaments out of town. She didn't play one minute. She's very upset. She'd been ill earlier this year, had to miss a week of practice, but that was almost two months ago. The coach apparently screams and yells at the girls, curses at them, berates them, has a scowl on his face, and is pretty negative most of the time. So my first question when I spoke with this lady after receiving her email is, why is your daughter on this team? Well, she joined this team because she wanted to get better. She was recruited. They wanted her there. She is not the first setter. She's the second setter on the team. She was playing before she got ill. She's totally fine now. She got over her illness, and he's not playing her. So I said, I think your daughter needs to go talk to the coach. She's 15. You shouldn't be doing it. Your daughter should be doing it. And she said, well, we have another tournament coming up out of town this weekend. We're going to Las Vegas for the weekend for a tournament. And I said, well, she needs to talk to him. So her daughter went and spent about 20 minutes talking to the coach her daughter and I discussed what to say, how to say it. And then she contacted me afterwards and said, you know what, I think it was a really good meeting. He understood where I'm coming from. He explained why he hasn't played me, which quite frankly didn't make a lot of sense. But nonetheless, I said, okay. But he promised he'd get me in. Now, they're on a competitive team. And if you've listened to our show before, you know, we talk about what age should winning matter. Well, middle school junior high, 13, 14, in our opinion, in my opinion, 
that's the age when the score should start to matter, when winning should start to matter. We've addressed it in our book, Just Let Him Play, that I co-wrote with Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and Olympic swim coach Pete Malone. All three of us agreed about 13 or 14 years of age is the time when the score should matter, when winning should start to matter. Before that, we don't think it should. I know there are people out there who disagree with that, and that's your right. But I think when you get to be at the age this young lady is at 15, yeah, the, the score matters, the, the, the way you're playing matters. So I got an email from her yesterday after the first game, the first three games they played, the, the first match, she didn't play one minute. And she said, I'm really, Dr. Jacobs, I'm really upset. He promised me I'd get in. And I said, well, then you need to go talk to him again. So she said, okay. She went and talked to him. She got to play some in the, in the next match. Then we talked last night. And she said, you know, he's not a good coach. He was screaming and yelling and cursing at girls. I'm watching him do this, and I'm sitting there thinking, why am I playing for this guy? And I said, well, your season lasts, what, another month or so, month and a half, then you'll be done with him, and then you go find another team. You're a good player. You'll find another team. She said it wasn't easy. She was upset because he basically lied to her and told her he'd get to play, and she didn't. All right, so here's our topic today. If you're a parent and your son or daughter is on a team, and they don't get to play. They sit on the bench. I want to know how you handle that. If you are a coach and you don't play an athlete, why don't you do it? Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to open up our phone lines and get some calls in here. Let's get some discussion going. 913-3810-810. If you are a coach and you don't play all your kids, you don't play everybody, why don't you do it? Do you explain to them why they're not playing? Do you give them rationale for it? I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810. If you're a parent and your son or daughter is on a team and they're not playing, what do you do? I think if a child is younger than 11, I think then you go meet with the coach with your child and discuss it. I think if they're older than nearly 13 or 14, that's when the child should do it. 913-3810-810 is our number. Let's see what Crush has to say. Crush, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. To you. You've called before. Enjoy talking to you. Tell me Tell me your thoughts on this topic. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I want to hear your thoughts on, on my take, to be honest with you, because I see it both ways. I mean, it's about development, so you have to play to develop. You know, I mean, if your kid is not playing enough, then you probably need to get them on a team where they get to play so that they can develop and enjoy the sport and have fun. I will say, though, on the flip side of that is there is some value to learning how to get off the bench. Um, I think sometimes in youth sports, um, they just keep enough players where everybody plays, and we know in baseball, like everybody gets a bat, and then when they go to uh, college, it's one of the reasons why we're seeing everybody leave. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people leave that semester of their freshman year is because uh, they've always played. Um, so I see both sides. I mean, you have to play to develop, but also I see some value in learning how to 
uh, earn your time or whatever. So you're you're 100 percent correct, and I agree with you. And I think you're bringing up some good points. And here's my take on it. First of all, if you're on a team, you should get to play. I don't care if it's record competitive. Now you get to a certain point where winning becomes important. I get all that. But when you have a meeting with the coach and he says you're going to play you and then you don't play, what's that say about the coach crush? That's not good. I mean, you know, a coach has to be held to what he said in an enter or exit meeting. Um, I do think that you you have to find time for everybody during a game, you know, um, even if it's a uh, for just a couple, not even a couple, but, I mean, in basketball, uh, several minutes and baseball and at bat or an inning um, and football some plays. Yeah, and, you're you're ex- you're exactly. You know what, Crush? Hold on, we're going to go to a break here. I want to continue this conversation after the break yes, with sir. you. So hold yes, on sir. with us, sir. Okay. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio eight ten WHB in Kansas City. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports in this show. And today's topic: What do you do when your child doesn't get to play? They're on a team. They sit on the bench. They don't get to play. How do you handle it? If you're a coach and you don't play a child on the team, what's your rationale for it? How do you deal with kids who don't get to play? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. If you played youth sports and you were on a team where you didn't get in the game, you didn't get to play, how did you deal with that? We have a caller named Crush on the line. Crush, thanks for holding on over the break want to continue okay. this with you. So here, here's my question for you. Are you a parent? Absolutely. How old are your kids? He's 10. Okay. Has he play, What sports does he play? I'm assuming he, he plays. He plays uh, tournament baseball and basketball. Okay. Has he ever been on a team where he didn't get in the game before? Uh, um, yes, but he, he does get to play a lot. To be honest. Okay, so he's obviously pretty good, but but ha, ha, well, I didn't say that. No, no, but if he's getting to play a lot, he's probably pretty good. He's That's, okay. Well, he's ten. Okay, that doesn't. You don't know how good he'll be when he's twelve or fourteen. Right now, he's good. Okay, but have you been? Have you ever seen a kid on the team who doesn't get to play? Absolutely, and I've also uh, coached for about fifteen years. Okay, so when I assume then you've coached your son probably. Um, no, I, I really don't. I don't want to coach my son. Well, that's good. I think that's actually a healthy decision. Okay, but when you've seen a child who doesn't get to play, you see the parents who are frustrated. Do you say anything course. to them? What course. do you What do you do about it? Um, I try to tell them that there's other parts of life. Um, I try to tell them that I think if I really feel this way, I try to tell them that I, I think that their son is a good person and uh, has a lot of other value in life other than this particular sport. But, you know, baseball, for example, uh, tournament baseball, uh, Sunday's hardware day. Sunday is when you're trying to uh, win a trophy. And, you know, maybe the, uh, a kid doesn't quite get to play as much on Sunday as he does the other days, if, if that adds to the conversation. Well, if, if that's explained and everybody's in agreement on that, that's fine. But let's say that is explained and the kid doesn't get in the game. Then what? Well, can I can – I, Back up just a second. I, I do want to say, like, this weekend, for example, I'm working, and uh, I don't get to see an inning of my kid's tournament. Um, he's playing over at uh, Mid-America this weekend, and I'm not seeing a single inning of it. I'm actually uh, kind of out of town, if you will, working or whatever, but I wanted to catch your show. Um, and, you know, I mean, I have to trust him. 
right? I mean, I have to trust my kid to behave, but also I have to trust the, uh, the, the people running the team um, with my kid. And I will say the other thing, um, just because I, I really do want to support you, um, my kid's pretty happy. Things like uh, he, he likes the sports, he likes life. We don't seem to have an issue. But if we do, uh, you're the guy we're going to come and talk to. Well, I appreciate that, Crush. I appreciate that. So sounds like you're doing a great job as a parent. You've got, you've got the perspective. I'm doing all right. Well, listen, thanks for calling in this morning. I appreciate yes, it. And good luck, yes, good luck raising your son. You take care. Let's go next to Craig. Craig, good morning, sir. How are you? Morning. How are you? Great. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I've coached middle school football, and I've had kids that have not gotten in. And it wasn't anything personal. It was just I was so kind of focused into the game, I didn't realize who played and who didn't. I, I would have – I've had an assistant coach say, hey, Johnny hasn't gotten in or this kid hasn't gotten in, and then I'll try to get him in. But it wasn't a thing where – I didn't. I didn't want to put them in. I just didn't think about putting them in. You know, we had some starters, and you know, I, I wasn't. You know, I was so focused on calling plays because I was the offensive coordinator. It didn't dawn on me who didn't get in until maybe after the game was over. Okay, so let me ask this question. I, that's be it. That's a pretty honest answer there. Did you go up to those kids afterwards and say something to them? I did, and sometimes there's a situation where I. I can't put a kid in because I know that kid doesn't know what he's doing, which falls on me because he should know what he's doing because I'm the coach. And then let, let me let, let excuse me, Craig. Let me stop you right there. That statement right there by you tells me I'd want my son playing for you, okay? And I'll tell you why. My now my sons are 28 and 26 now, so they're not going to play for middle school football. But here's my point: that's being honest, okay? And that's being straightforward, and that's saying it like it is. And that's the type of person I'd want my child to be coached by. So I want to congratulate you on that statement. Go ahead. Oh, um, and, one, two, it's a safety issue. I can't just put a kid in because the parent wants them in. I mean, obviously you want them to – if he goes in and he doesn't know what he's doing and he gets hurt, and then, the, then you know, the, it fall, it's going to be an issue because the, the parents will say, well, my kid got a concussion, and then I'm going to feel bad because I just threw him in there just to appease the parent. So I, I want everything to be – in line, especially with football, you know, you want everything, it's a violent sport, so you want everything to be, you know, airtight when the kid gets in. It's not like basketball where you can just go go out there and run up and down the court, and, and then you can say he got in, or, you know, volleyball, you might be able to go in and hide a girl and just say, oh, she got in, so whatever happens, happens. You know, football, if you're out there, you have, you can be subject to injury, or, you know, in baseball, you can say, I'll put him in right field and maybe the ball won't get hit to him or something like that. So let me ask you this question. Let me ask this question then. The, the young lady I was talking about earlier, the mom emailed me about her volleyball daughter. All right. And the daughter, she's at, they're at this tournament in Las Vegas this weekend. She didn't play the whole first match. Three set match. The coach told her she'd play. She didn't play. She went up to the coach and said, I don't know exactly what she spoke, said to him, but she said to him, Look, you told me I was going to get to play. I didn't get to play. Then she got to play in the second match. But he's cursing girls out, screaming at them, yelling at them. What's your opinion about that, Coach? I mean, he, I, I think he needs to go see some help because I feel like those days of, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to uh, Paul Bear Bryant or anybody like that, but those days of back in the day of you berating the kid or making them feel small or cussing at them, those coaching days are over. People are not coaching like that anymore, and they shouldn't be because that's how you end up on – Social media. I mean, you can't you can't coach like that anymore. Even 20 years ago, when I played high school, I had coaches that would 
obviously drop F-bombs and do all kinds of stuff and grab your face mask, and you just can't do that anymore. So I think she needs to play, like you said, finish the year out. Obviously, she's pretty good, and just go find another coach. It's not going to be the end of the world because you find a different team. Well, I, that's that's the advice that I gave her. In fact, I sent her a text message this morning telling her that I was proud of her because she went and spoke to the coach. That was good. She did get to get in. And I said, look, this is a learning experience for you. You're not going to get to play all the time. You're not going to be able to do everything all the time. That's the way life is. But what are you going to learn from this? And I ended it with, with my saying, a good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. Yes, I, I've had coaches I didn't like, but – you know, sometimes I was in a situation where I couldn't leave because I was in high school or college or something like that, or I didn't want to leave. And, you know, yeah, you got to talk to the coach and, you know, just sometimes you just got to work your tail off. But it's it about, but, but, but Craig, it's about communication. That, it's about communication. And if you have a coach who won't communicate with you, you've got problems. Definitely. And I think, and I think today, yeah, you're right. In the days of Vince Lombardi, Paul Bryant, Woody Hayes, it was different back then. But now, with youth sports and, and, and so many people involved in youth sports at such young ages, it should be about development, having fun, learning skills, winning, and the score starts to matter in middle school. And, yes, the better kids are going to play on club teams. But if you tell a child they're going to play and you don't play them, you've got some problems. And that's yeah, the way you I look at you, you got, you got it. You've got to keep your integrity as a coach. And there you go. You Craig, you Craig, you got to play them. Craig, listen, I, I appreciate you calling in. I think your, your, your ideas and your vision is great. And I like what you're saying, sir, and good luck coaching. I appreciate you calling. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. Our show is now syndicated around the country. We're on our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Our topic this morning is this. If your child is on a team, they are not playing. They don't get to play. The coach told them they get to play. They're not in the game. What do you do as a parent? How do you handle that as a parent? I want to hear from you and get your thoughts. If you're a coach and you don't play a child and you promise them they get to play, what do you do about that? Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. What do you do if an athlete on the team doesn't get to play? How do you handle that? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm here talking with you about the mental side of sports as we do each week. And today's topic is this issue. What do you do when you have a child on a sports team and they don't get to play? If you're a parent, I'd like to hear from you. How do you deal with that as a parent? Does it frustrate you? Which, of course, it probably does. What do you say? What do you do? Do you say anything to the coach? Do you complain to the other parents on the team? What do you say to your child? How do you handle that? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. We have a wide-open phone board now. We had two great calls so far. I want to hear from you. If you are a coach like to hear from a coach who has not played an athlete before, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally. How do you deal with that situation? Why wouldn't you play an athlete? And if you're an athlete and you've been on a team 
and you haven't gotten in the game, how do you handle that situation? Want to hear from you? Our number is 913-3810-810. This is an issue we all face as parents. You sign your kids up for a team. They try out for a team. They make the team. And let's face it, there are different levels of competition. There are rec teams. There are competitive teams. There are middle school teams. There are high school teams. There are little league teams. But the idea is to play. And if you're on a youth sports team, especially a recreational team, and your child doesn't get to play. Now, our last caller, Craig, mentioned as a middle school football coach, he said there are safety issues, and he's right. He's coaching football. Some kids don't get to play. They don't know what they're doing. You don't want to put them in a, in a situation they can get hurt. But you communicate that with that child, and then you coach them. You teach them. You let them try to learn. But this is a problem we all face as parents, and it's a frustrating one. You go to the games, you want to see your child play, and it's embarrassing. You're sitting up in the stands, and your kid doesn't get in the game, some other parent's going to say, well, why, why didn't Johnny get in? How come? Something wrong with him? It's embarrassing for you as a parent, too. I've seen it. I've watched it myself when my kids were younger. They're 28 and 26 now. But I've seen these situations. Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. Let's see what Brian has to say. Brian, thank you for calling in this morning. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Great. Thanks for your call. What are your comments? Um, My comment is uh, I'm going to take it like a step up. Um, My son uh, was actually playing when he was a freshman, uh, and the school, it doesn't really, I ain't going to put them, throw them under the bus like that. But, you know, uh, anyway, he was a pretty good ball player. I've coached him for most of my life. And when he got older, then he got into the school athletics and, uh, when he was a freshman, he was doing he, – he started JV, and then he would sub on varsity. Well, as time went on, as he got to become a sophomore and a junior, uh, basically what I saw as far as school is involved is it's kind of your, – your child really doesn't have to know how to play baseball. If you're a parent or you're a donor or somebody that gives money – to the school or you, you know you your uh i don't know your sign is on the outfield wall in the school or something that you've given money or something you know that's what's sad to me because basically i'll tell you what happened my son literally just said dad this isn't fun no more when you're taking a kid that that the last time he played ball was rec ball and there's nothing wrong with rec ball but you know for a kid that has played all you know since he was three and four years old and I've coached him all the way up and then for him not to play and you know that's when he said uh, you know it's just not getting fun no more because you know how can this kid start ahead of me and you know and then I look and see who his parents are and that kind of explains it to me well let me let me let me interrupt you here and so so what you're saying is and, and, and I would say by the time a child gets to high school and is still playing a sport anymore today they're a survivor because a lot of kids start at such young ages, which I've talked about for years, that I don't agree with all these competitive teams at five and six. Okay, I think it should be about having fun, learning skills. And when you get to late middle school and high school, yes, the score matters, playing time matters, and you're, and the better kids are going to play. But, and this is a big but, okay, I still think everybody should get on the field. So if your son isn't playing, 
And you're saying he's pretty good because as a freshman, you said he played on some JV and even moved up to varsity. Here's the deal. He needs to sit down with the coach and do this, Brian. He needs to ask him, say, Coach, I've got a problem. I'm frustrated. I'd like to know what it's going to take for me to get on the field. What do I need to improve on? What are my strengths and weaknesses from your perspective? I'd like to talk to you about it. Okay? I think that's what he should do. He needs to assert himself and go talk to the coach in a constructive, positive way. Don't go in and complain, say, it's not fair that I'm not playing. Why aren't you playing me? He needs to say, Coach, I've got a problem. Take ownership of it. It's my problem. I want to talk to you about it. What do I need to do to get on the field? Has he done that? No, he he, he didn't. He never did that because, and I'll explain why. Uh, and I'll relate it back to your job work, where if you see something going on at your work, and you say, "Oh, if you see something going wrong, you're to tell somebody." But don't worry, there won't be no backlash. Well, I'm going to tell you, people can say that all day long, and they can say the same thing about coaches. But it, this particular coach, if you were to even approach him in you know the, just a, a normal regular manner and say look uh you're right i am i i like that i'm kind of confused i like to understand why you know this is going on well you, there would be backlash well let and, me ask this question brian what what backlashes are going to be that's worse he's not playing now so what's what's going to change well but i mean uh, for a kid that's already not playing and you know you when he asks that or he says something like that you're right when you go and here's another thing you go to a coach the coach is kind of like the second father figure for most of these kids. He's supposed to be somebody you can look up to. He's supposed to be somebody that sets examples. And, you know, not all of them are like that, but I'm just saying. Well, it sounds like kids. this, Brian, it sounds like this coach needs my book, okay? Yeah. He really yeah. does. But, but look, if your, son, if your son isn't playing and he's frustrated, he has nothing to lose by going to talk to this guy. I hear what you're saying about the coach playing favorites and if you donate money and all these types of things, and I get it. But your son, th- this will be a lesson in life for your son, Brian, to be honest with you. It's called assertiveness, standing up for myself. And, yes, right. you may not get the answer you want, but at least you made the effort. And if your son doesn't make the effort, he's going to walk away more frustrated than if he does. At least if he does, he will have voiced himself, do it in a constructive way, and see what the coach says. Right. Well, And he's got nothing to lose by doing that if he's not playing now. Right, and the other thing I say is uh, I've kind of I, my son knew that he was not going to be a D one town or anything like that. So my son's got his eyes on a bigger prize, which is uh, in August he actually ships out. He's going to be a Navy CB. So that to me is more important than any any baseball, football, anything like that. When you go and serve your country, because uh, I serve the country. Uh, to me, there's no greater higher honor. So he's got his priorities in check. Well, sir, I want to thank thank you for that for what you've done, and congratulations on your son wanting to do that. But here's the deal: he needs to learn to speak up for himself. Okay, and I don't care what level of, of life you're in, whether you're in business, in in sports, in the sort wherever, you need to be able to speak up. Okay, right. and yes, you have to respect authority and do things the right way. But if he is not getting to play, okay. And he's frustrated, and he doesn't say anything. He's not helping himself, and it will not. And it will be a great le- lesson in life for him to learn to stand up to this coach and say, "I'm frustrated." Say it, and, and take ownership. Say it's my problem, but I need to talk to you about it. You're my coach. I need your advice. I need your guidance. I'm not getting in the games. I need to know what I need to do to get better. What do you think I need to improve? How can I get better? I would suggest you tell your son to do that, Brian, and give me a call back and let me know what happens. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Good luck, sir, and thanks for your service. Uh Appreciate it. Uh Thank you.
All right, great call. Now that frees up our lines here. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. If you are a parent and your son or daughter does not get to play, they're on a team and they don't get to play, why? How do you handle it as a parent? If you are a coach, I want to hear from a coach, and you don't play some kids on your team. Why is that? Our number is 913-3810-810. Why don't some kids get in the game? And you and a former youth athlete who quit because you didn't get to play. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. I want to talk to you about this. We had some great calls today. We've got some some more calls in here. Let's talk about this topic. From our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, this is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week talking with you about the mental side of sports. And today's topic on our show, it's been a good one. What do you do when your child doesn't get to play? They're on a team. They're on a sports team. It could be a youth team, a high school team, a rec team, a competitive team, a traveling team. doesn't matter. And they don't get in the game. How do you handle that situation as a parent? We have a wide-open phone board now. I'd like to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. If your child does not get in the game, the coach does not play them, how do you handle that as a parent? What do you do? Do you complain and moan and groan about it to other parents on the team? What do you do when the other parents ask you, why isn't your daughter in the game? Doesn't she, why isn't she playing? What's wrong with her? It's embarrassing. It's frustrating, especially if there's nothing wrong. I mean, if they're injured or hurt, that's a different situation. What do you do? We've all dealt with this before. There will be some parent on the team who's bragging about their son or daughter and wants to know why your child isn't in there. So how do you handle that as a parent? If you're a coach and you don't play everyone on the team, why don't you do that? This all comes from an email I got earlier this week from a mother about her daughter out on the West Coast who plays volleyball on a club team. She's 15 and hasn't gotten in, in the last couple tournaments. I encouraged her daughter to talk to the coach. He promised her he'd play her. They're in a volleyball tournament in Las Vegas this weekend, and in the first match, she didn't play one minute. So she texted me in between. She was really frustrated. I said, go talk to him. So she went up and talked to him and said, you know, you said I was going to get to play. He didn't really give her an excuse, but he did put her in in the next match. And then she texted me afterwards telling me he's been cursing and yelling at other girls. He's not a good coach. And I repeated my saying, a good coach is a good psychologist, a bad coach needs a sports psychologist. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. What do you say to your child when they don't get in the game, they don't get in the contest, they don't get to play? How do you handle that as a parent? Want to hear from you if you're a coach and you don't play everybody? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Lots of time left to hear from you want to get your opinion. If you're an athlete, did you quit playing? Were you a youth athlete and did you quit your sport because you didn't get to play, because you got frustrated? You didn't think it was fair. This is a problem we all face, and at some point we're all going to quit. We're all going to stop. Like I always say, if you make it to high school sports today, you've survived youth sports. Let's face it, you don't play high school sports if you haven't been playing for a while. Because only the better kids are going to make the high school teams. 
Although there are teams, and I know there is a cross-country coach in Kansas City named Van Rose who coaches at Shawnee Mission Northwest High School. Somebody tries out for the cross-country team, they're on the team. He's had A through D and F teams. He's had A, A B, C, D, E, F teams. He's had so many teams because he won't cut anybody. He wants to give everybody a chance. That's the type of person I want my kid playing for, a coach who gives him a chance. All right, let's see what Jeff has to say. Jeff, thank you, sir, for calling in. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I have a, my kids are all grown now, and uh, uh, just maybe 10 years out of being in, in sports, uh, softball, football, basketball, um, and I, I coached baseball for a one of my sons a little bit. One of the biggest things that I always found was I, I didn't feel like my kids were entitled to play, so I would just flat out go to the coach and say, okay, what does my do? Earn a spot on that field, field. And it was everything from, you know, that, that brutal honesty was what the coaches really appreciated. And they'd say, hey, your, your, your son has a little bit of a bad attitude and, and it's, it's carrying over on the field and we can't have that. So it just took a parent, parental discussion with him to say, look, this is why you're not playing. You, you have enough talent to be on the field, but your attitude is horrible. Now, my daughter, uh, her talent wasn't great. Her attitude was great. But uh, the coach said, hey, she needs to in basketball. Hey, she needs to learn how to defend a little better. So what does that do? My wife and I work with her on defense and tell her this is what the coach is looking for. The coach uh, uh, supported our help with, with saying, hey, yeah, we'll give you extra time. And then before long, she earned it. So I think the fact that too many folks think that they're entitled to play, I don't care if it's club or you know high school league or whatever, but the kid has to earn it. And I think that's part of uh, lifelong lessons. It's the oldest two are uh, doing very well in the Air Force, and they took those lessons from what do I need to do to earn this? What do I need to do to get better at this? And having that open communication is what made them successful. Well, you're bringing, you're bringing up a couple things, Jeff, that I agree with. Number one, no one should just be entitled to play just because they're on the team. When you make it to the high school level, you know, you should be able to play if you're, if you're a better player. But nonetheless, if you make the team and you're not playing and you're frustrated about why you're not playing, you need to go to the coach and ask, and you need to find out why. And you need to find out what you need to do to get better. If you don't do that, and I hear this all the time from people, they don't say anything. Well, if you don't say anything, what happens? Nothing. Nothing changes. Nobody can read a mind. Yeah, and so I think kids get frustrated. If You know, you make it to high school and make a team in high school, you're obviously good because you've obviously been playing for a while and you've got some skills and talent, and you want to play. And I think coaches should give everybody that opportunity. But at the same time, you know, you know, let's face it, the winning becomes important. The score becomes important. But still, I think it's important as a coach. If you don't have somebody who's a starter, who's maybe as talented, that's your job as a coach to help them, to work with them, to that's coach right. them, to teach them, to guide them. A good coach does that. Okay. And I see these, you know, I, I have a saying, Jeff, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. And if it comes exactly. more about the coach, then you're, you've got a problem. What do you think about that? I, I would say that as a – I just coached Little League Baseball, but I would actually tell the kids this is – you know, you, not everybody can. I mean, in one league you had to play them all, but this is why you're not going to play as much. And, and I would tell the, the kid with the parent there, hey, if he can work on this, if he can do this. So, yeah, it was a two-way communication, I, and I agree. The coach has to recognize that and be able to address it. And you're right, I, I agree with the sports psychologist statement. If, if a coach can do that on his own, um, they're, they're well ahead of any other coach. And I think that's what brings out some good uh, competitive and championship type teams. Well, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because if you give a kid a chance 
you give them that opportunity, they will appreciate that. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they're going to keep playing or they'll get to play that much, but if you're honest with them and, look, here's why you're not playing and you've got to work on this, and if, if they get better at it, then you need to give them a chance. That's only fair. Get better effort out of those kids. Yes. I mean, look, life's not fair. You're, you're going to not always succeed at everything. You have to learn from that, but this is how you do it. Jeff, thank you, sir, for your call. I appreciate it. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. You know, this, this has been an interesting topic today. It's one we'll, we'll address as well in the future. And it's one that we have to look at from a variety of perspectives. First of all, why do kids play sports? Well, kids play sports to have fun and to play and to enjoy the experience. The problem we've got today is we have such competitive teams at such young ages that everybody doesn't get to play, everybody isn't having fun, and a lot of kids are quitting before they're 10. Now, it's the way it is. I'm 63 years old. When I grew up, we didn't have this issue. There weren't all these organized youth sports leagues at six and seven years of age. They started at about sixth grade. Now they're starting in first grade and kindergarten. Kids are quitting by the time they're in third or fourth grade because they don't like it anymore. Everyone isn't going to get to play all the time. That's the way it is. And let's face it, life isn't fair. But here's the deal. I think what we've picked up today, and, here, and, and, and this is the focus, if you and, and sign your child up for a team and roll them on a team, a youth sports team, find out from the coach what their playing guidelines are. Who gets to play? Who doesn't get to play? Why do they get to play? Why don't they get to play? But have an open line of communication. Be able to talk to the coach. Let the coach let you talk to them. If the coach won't talk to you and your child's seven years of age, you've got problems. Now, there's a time to talk to them and time not to. You don't want to talk to them during a game or right after. Give it a little cool-down period. But have a communication line open. When your child gets to be 13, 14, 15, like the, the mom who emailed me this week, then the child, the youngster, that teenager, needs to take the assertiveness and, and be the one to talk to the coach. doesn't mean you can't be there with them, but let them take the lead. Let them talk. If they're not playing, they don't get to play, let them ask. Be assertive. Learn from that. If you're not playing, find out why, what you have to do to get better, and work on that. This is a topic we'll bring up again on this show. It's a show that I think a lot of people need to hear, especially if you're a coach, especially if you're an athlete or if you're a parent. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're here every week. There are a lot of ways to get a hold of me. Check out my website, which is winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Check out our book, Just Let Them Play. You can purchase it on my website co-written with Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and Olympic Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone. It's a guide for parents and coaches in youth sports. You can follow me on Twitter at, at DRJSportsPsych, at DRJSPRTPSYCH, or you can certainly give me a call at my office. That number is 816-561-5556. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.